kind of the wildest night I've had, maybe ever. Since you were 20? Since I was 20. <laughs> I get it. I don't get it. I'm Laura and I'm Fonda and you're listening to I Don't Get It. It's a podcast about performance in Edmonton and we are proud to be part of the uh, Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. Um, Laura, you've been here before. I have. I'm uh, an old shoe. You're an old shoe. <laughs> Do you feel like an old shoe this week? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> getting ready for the fridge. She's she's in many fringe dose people and, and as we know also... Um, artists working in Edmonton, working a handful of casinos. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> in, right. In the next three days. So, um, <laughs> great. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having um, me. We saw, um, well, a lot of Shakespeare this week, didn't we? We did. Yeah. So, um, let's start off with Hamlet. Um, so, we, well, uh, I'll start off by saying, actually, that we saw the Free Will Shakespeare Festival in Horlack Park, one, yeah. one of Edmonton's um, gems of summer and of the theater season. Um, so uh, let's start off with the big gun, um, with okay. with Hamlet. Now, um, for those who don't know Laura, what is, what's a, just the, the gist of the story of Hamlet? Oh my goodness. Okay, here we go. Uh, it's a young man who um, sees the ghost of his father and is told to revenge his uncle. He spends the whole play trying to figure out he, what to do. Mm-hmm. He revenges his father. Right. Um, Reg's father. To, yes, because his uncle has, has poisoned him. Has poisoned him. In the, the ear, with ear poison. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and so he hires a bunch of players and they sort of reenact it. And then and there's Polonius and Ophelia... Ophelia goes loopy. Yeah, uh, he stabs Polonius behind a curtain because that's when you do when you hear a rustle to find out behind a curtain is you just go in it. with a knife. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how that rolls. <laughs> and then you ask questions later. Uh, yeah, and then it ends badly for it everybody everyone it is it is the story yeah. of the angsty young prince yeah. um of uh in the play it's of denmark and in um in in this version hamlet is played by a young hunter cardinal mm-hmm. and so um i mean i i thought that that hamlet is a pretty big freaking role we're yeah. talking about um you know to compare there's a really interesting note in the program guide um, that Marianne Cuppathorn, the director, gives that um, Comedy of Errors itself, which is the comedy that they're playing this year, is around 1,800 lines yeah. of text, the entire play, one of Shakespeare's shortest. Hamlet himself has around 1,500 lines. Yeah. So this is this is a big, heavy role. And, of course, you know, one of the things that... Um, uh, traditionally, the greatness of theater actors are are measured by is just like who's played Hamlet, you know? Exactly. Um, and so this is this is a huge thing for a young actor like Hunter Cardinal. I don't think I've ever actually seen Hamlet cast that young. I know I've never seen it cast that young before myself. I was the only thing I was thinking about was Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Did he play but Hamlet? I never saw him. He did apparently in like Winnipeg or something. I, I don't know. I, I'm saying the wrong thing. What? 
<laughs> I know. Okay. Um, in any case, well, what did you think of the performances? I thought they were amazing. Um, I, yeah, starting with Hunter Cardinal, I thought his um, Hamlet was really, like, complex and grounded, uh, really intricate um, understanding of the character, really charming. Uh, I thought having him uh, played young was great. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought having an indigenous actor play Hamlet was also really cool because it brought up a whole bunch of different themes that we're experiencing right now in Canada between alienation between, you know, like older, the old guard and like the younger generation, mm -hmm. which I think mm -hmm. is echoed in the themes of Hamlet as well. Yeah. So that mm -hmm. was pretty clever. And I also thought having Nadine Chu play his mom mm -hmm. was really awesome as well because there was just this whole thing about, you know, kind of uh, sleeping with the enemy and, you know, it was just an interesting, uh, interesting dynamic yeah and Nadine Chu's performance um as Gertrude ha was just also stunning I yeah. mean when is Nadine Chu not stunning I don't know <laughs> no, she was amazing um also the um the play within a play uh yeah. what an incredible I mean of course it is like the comic relief in Hamlet because mm -hmm. it's all quite you know heavy and overwrought um yeah. but uh yeah you know you get belinda cornish and jesse gervais hamming it up for a few minutes and it's just like oh yeah yeah i feel like i can go through the rest of this now <laughs> i know i thought actually that it was quite a beautiful scene i the player scene it was my favorite i'm an actor but i love just seeing the the honesty they brought and the kind of like bittersweet pain to being an actor that they had on stage while they were doing that scene i thought it was awesome i love the little details i love when christy hansen comes out at the end as a servant i love how the women were just servant like we're just messengers and and they they had duties and they weren't playing men in those roles they were playing mm. women with jobs which is for some reason like a revelation but, yeah. but it seems so amazing and natural the way it was staged yeah i also wanted to point out um bobby goddard's performance um yeah. as horatio i mean yeah. what a what a lovely friend for hamlet to have exactly. like that was that was just really or yeah her performance was winsome and and great um and mm. rosencrantz and gildenstern also yeah um vanessa sabarin uh no yes it was vanessa sabarin and ben stevens mm -hmm. um they were they were very um sort of like like, they played like these sort of like hipster traveler kids. I know. <laughs> so that was kind of neat yeah. to see that take on those two characters. Totally. I like Kevin mm -hmm. Sutley's gra uh, Gravedigger as well. Mm -hmm. It was interesting to cast the father as the Gravedigger, I thought. Cool double casting choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also Claudius. I mean, uh, Ash Ashley Wright's performance was really nuanced, I thought, and pretty awesome. And yeah. it was neat to see an older man and a younger man, their dynamic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, that so yeah. I mean, like overall, the cast totally great. Um, yeah. I think Marianne Copperthorne's direction is is always fantastic. Yeah. Total. I I have a total bias. Full disclosure. I worked with her for a couple of years. Well, I worked at the Free Will Shakespeare Festival. <laughs> um, but I do think that she has a certain genius for. Um, really helping uh, actors to get that word out. Um, this was one of the first like years in like a while I think that I've seen the tragedy, and I just really relished the language again. Oh yeah. Um, like the you know Hunter Cardinal's delivery was just bang on. Yeah. For for that, like you every every one of Hamlet's super famous lines landed like well and hard, and you just like I thought it was um, I mean. The thing about the about free will is that it happens 
right before the Sterlings. So it's not eligible for this year's Sterlings that just happened, which we will talk about in a little bit. It's always eligible for the next summer Sterlings. And by then, the jury always seems to have forgotten about (laughs) some of these incredible things that are happening. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I really hope that um, some of these, some of these roles uh, and this production of Hamlet in particular gets recognized. I think Mm -hmm. Free Will hasn't done Hamlet since 2006. Um, So, and it's, you know, it's, it's a good seller. People, people love Hamlet. Yeah. And it's cut together really well too. It just flows. It's, it's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you could even bring kids to it. Maybe, maybe 11 to 11 and up. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just entertaining enough. I think that it would be a good way for kids to actually see Shakespeare. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's also just like a great day in the park. They also have, they have puppet shows and stuff. So they have like a way for you to sort of learn the synopsis of the play before it happens in like a fun way. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, you can have your beer in your seat. There weren't that many mosquitoes. (laughs) It was, it was actually, um, uh, really interesting. And, um, I was, I was really, uh, uh, I was really won over, I think, by the production, um, considering the day what happened the day before. <laughs> um, okay, so um, uh, the other thing that I wanted to point out was the sound design. Actually, oh yeah, um, in Hamlet was done by um, Matt, Matthew Scopic, mm-hmm. and um, I mean he has this way of sort of like scoring the entire show. Mm-hmm. Um, which is rare for a spoken play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it does really help you kind of, um, like if you're not familiar with the show and, and you, and you're kind of, um, not really into Shakespeare's language that much, I think you do have to kind of get an ear for it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that the sound design worked for this show is that it really actually told you exactly how you should feel about what was being said. Yeah. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe that was a little too obvious at times, <laughs> but at the same time it was, it just helped, it helped everything land, um, so succinctly. Uh, it's, it was hard not to, um, understand even, or, or not to not understand or enjoy, um, the show. Yeah. Although I thought it was a little heavy handed in the soliloquies. I, I did want some space for actors sometimes. I thought it was a little too, uh, too, too telling us that the feeling we should have instead mm-hmm. of letting the words fill the, the space. Yeah. This is yeah. foreboding and anger. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Get ready. Yeah. You're just kind of like, I'm like, I'm like, Hunter's totally angry enough. This is, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. Or to be or not to be, there's just too many chords underneath. And I start listening to the melody and I'm like, no. I'm just like, I just want to yeah. listen to the speech. Yeah. But then under the fight scenes, it was amazing. And like, there was, and mm. I think there was some really complex, beautiful stuff going on in that. Design. Yeah. And it did really care. Yeah. It did really kind of lend to the rhythm of the whole show. Like it doesn't, yes. when you're watching yes. it with that kind of score, it doesn't feel like a really long Shakespeare and it's actually not that long either Um, but because it's cut again like you said cut together um, very well Um, but yeah there's there's uh, there's there's ups and downs of that kind of um, that scoring um, with a with a you know a show that is spoken poetry right yeah like i was thinking soliloquies should be like a gentle quiet conversation an intellectual conversation with a friend and i don't know how you do that in a in the horlock park but it's such but, a cavernous yeah. space to fill and it's yeah. well and cavern is kind of an odd word because it's out in the open air <laughs> but it is it is a huge space to fill and yeah. um the sound design of course helps fill it out especially when there's things like squirrels and birds <laughs> and like stupid yeah. crap that happens in the park <laughs> like some 
guy driving through with his stereo really loud is just like, yeah. yeah, you hear all that. And it can draw you out of the out of the moment of the play. Right. Um, so having having a more um, aggressive sound design, I yeah. think, does help with uh, with that. Yeah. Um, in any case, that was Hamlet. You should cool. really see it. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I hope, um, our listeners hear our enthusiasm for that production. So, um, without further ado, mm-hmm. it's time for our first ad. Okay. The Rotary Club of Edmonton West, on behalf of its entire district, invites you to learn, connect, and inspire at the District 5370 Conference in October. A number of stellar speakers, both local and international, will be sharing their stories. Among them is Barbara Stegman, founder of The Seven Virtues, a perfume company that uses organic oils from countries in turmoil to help return stability to their economies. She was inspired to do so after her best friend was wounded in Afghanistan and believes in using her business for good. The, pro- the conference is open to the general public. It will also attract Rotarians from all over Western Canada and the world, which means you'll be in a room with some of the kindest and most community-minded people around. So come to the Shaw Conference Centre in Edmonton from October 18th to 20th. Learn more at conference5370-2018.ca. We'll link to the site in our show notes. All right, Laura. All right, Fonda. What's next? Um, Comedy of errors. Errors. Yeah. What kind of errors? <laughs> <laughs> um, so can you can you um for for our listeners who may not know comedy of errors? Yeah. Um, it's one of the ones that I know um less of Shakespeare for sure. Mm-hmm. What's what's kind of the gist of comedy of errors? Well, there are two two sets of twins. There's um the the servants, the Dromeos, and the Antipholuses. Um, and they were both born um of. Uh, they were born, and then <laughs> that's all I have to say. They were born, so that was. <laughs> they were born of so, women. So that, I don't know why I wanted yeah, to say that. They way. were born, so that was the thing, and it was supposed to be funny. <laughs> yeah. And then the ship comes and like separates them at birth. Then they end up in the same city, and there's something to do with a chain. <laughs> yeah, and then they get married, <laughs> and then there's marriages, and then yes. Yeah. Um, so, well, the Antipholuses are princes, yeah. um, normally cast as male male characters, and this yeah. time, um, uh, Christy Hansen and um, Belinda Cornish are mm. playing the Antipholuses. Yeah, um, and. Um, historically with this Shakespeare festival, we haven't had a lot of cross-gender casting, which I found kind of interesting, uh, in this case. Um, the design and sort of, uh, I guess, genre take that they washed over it was, it seemed like it was supposed to be on, like, some back Hollywood set. Yeah. There was a part where Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs came out. Yeah. And there were, there were a lot of kind of, like, send-ups to old Hollywood, like, you know, you could see kind of, like... I think it was Marilyn Monroe walking around in the background. Oh, yeah. Um, And then, and what was kind of funny, I guess, um, the costume design was all sort of like very um, technicolor, solid, bold colors. Like, the, um, you know, the Antiphilus has had these like bright green wigs. Um, And... uh, who is it? Adriana, um, one of the wives. She she's dressed in this um, just sort of like I actually thought that her costume was the best color of the entire thing, <laughs> but it was all just like this really like solid Pantone 
teal color down to her lipstick was all this and hair was all the same color um and so in in that way the design was kind of cool because you think okay yes they're sending up old hollywood which is normally all black and white Mm -hmm. but we're seeing it in color in this really interesting color way um uh, yeah and that was kind of um well that was what i enjoyed about the show (laughs) yeah i thought yeah yeah um so well um I mean, it is it is a comedy. It's called Comedy of Errors. It's supposed to be pretty funny. Um, yeah, I had trouble. I had trouble following it. I had trouble following the plot for some reason. Um, may, I I think I needed a little more help just guiding me through what's mm-hmm. happening. And I I think some of the co- I think the costumes and the gimmicks were distracting me a little bit. Again, it was the same thing with the sound design. It was like a tiny bit like heavy-handed for me i guess i'm becoming more of a purist <laughs> but i just kind of want just give me the language just give me the language <laughs> just do it no. i just wanted to hear like the actual like the words and the characters and to follow just follow what was happening yeah because it was just like a bunch of stuff was happening and a bunch of shtick but i had no invest i wasn't invested in yeah for in as, as much as like sort yeah. of like madcap shtick there as there was yeah. um the actual funny parts of the script were delivered like really just kind of i don't know straight and flat mm-hmm. and it didn't i mean i didn't find it that funny yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've been in some of these shows before, like almost rolling on the floor. They're so funny. Yeah. Um, and, and this one just didn't, I, I mean, it could have been an off night. We saw it on opening. Um, but like it just, yeah, yeah it, it didn't, um, it didn't get there, uh, for me in, in certain ways. Um, but I will say, you know, Jesse Gervais <laughs> is one of the funniest actors in Edmonton. Yeah. And he had the smallest role in this show. Also in Hamlet, too. Um, and yes, they are comic relief parts. Um, but I was just kind of like, could we just could we just use a little bit more <laughs> of, of that of that brand? Um, because I mean, like, he can just look sideways at the audience and they'll start rolling in the aisle, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, so yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure how to how to uh, describe it. it. And it's one of the shorter plays, and it it didn't um, it didn't seem that short, <laughs> I guess, in some ways. Yeah. So um, yes, although I mean, we saw a lot of new um, new cast members actually in this company because mm-hmm. Free Will um, they ca- they kind of like have their favorites you know like yeah. Nadine Chu and Nathan Kakao um and Troy O'Donnell of course has been there oh, from, yeah. since the very beginning Troy opens <laughs> both shows yeah <laughs> yeah and I, well kind of fittingly too um so he was part of the initial company that began the Free Will Players yeah. um and uh and and so now in on their 35th anniversary oh. he's kind of the one to like open the um, open up the pieces. So that was, that was nice to see too. Um, yeah. And I mean, Robert Benz again is back. Um, and and he was great. He's been great in the part for the last few years. Um, and again, uh, also, uh, yeah, I, I just think that it's kind of interesting. They're, they're, they're kind of getting this new generation into with, um, like Vanessa Sabarin and Paula Humby and Ben Mm -hmm. Stevens. Um, so and, that's yeah. kind of though the, they were all kind of like neat to see in like um yeah. uh, first and Gianna, and, and, yeah and Gianna Vasirka is yeah. it Vasirka Vasirka yeah. yeah um yeah, awesome. yeah yeah so um and Christy Hansen is back of course um 
Hunter Cardinal played Romeo last year. Yeah. And so now playing Hamlet this year, it's like, wow, okay, we're, we're, this is the new Edmonton crop we're looking at. Yeah, it's um, cool. So, yeah, the professional theater scene. Also a lot more, uh, gen- I was going to say a lot more gender equality than I've ever seen in terms of casting. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think I'd like to extend that to diversity. I'd just like to see more diversity. Yeah. Eventually, you know, I'd like to. Or now. <laughs> or how about oh, now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, with Shakespeare, it is always hard. You you have, I mean, especially if you want to, um, you know, if there's a concern where you want to say, like, I need to be true to the script. We have to cast this as it, as it is written. Um, which is kind of interesting because that's really part of the um, movement that's happening now is that if you have an actor with a disability, mm-hmm. or if you have a character with a disability, it should be played by an actor with that disability. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, you know, so if you have a white male in a in a script, <laughs> to to not cast it as a white male is just like, well, yeah, that should happen. Actually, that's better when it comes to Shakespeare because yeah. I think that's how we keep old scripts like this alive is yeah. to keep them um changing and malleable and holding that mirror up to nature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's so yeah, and you, I, I, yeah, I think I think you're right in that it's like the one one time that we've seen. Um, the most women and in, in yeah. the cast. Yeah, and there's it was nice. there's usually only three mm-hmm. out of twelve, and this yeah. year there's um, more than that. So that's great. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, and um, so we've got some news and listings to get onto. Okay. But before we do that, yeah, we're gonna do another ad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, hey everyone. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you've heard about the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Um, And this is a network that promotes and supports Alberta-made podcasts and connects their audiences with Alberta-based businesses and organizations, much like you hear us doing ads for those businesses and organizations. So if Edmonton Podcasts and local podcasts are part of your life and you want to help out the Alberta Podcast Network, um, you can fill out a listener survey that's happening right now. Um, and that's at albertapodcastnetwork.com survey. It takes like four to five minutes to fill out. Even if you don't listen to any other podcasts or you don't even listen to this one, you should just go fill it out um, because it will help the podcast network grow um, and attract more advertisers. And uh, yes, we thank you. All right. Awesome. Laura. Yeah. What else happened this week? What happened on Monday? It was the Sterling. It was the Sterling Awards. <laughs> Edmonton's yeah. answer to the Tonys. Happening yeah. on the very same night as the Dora Awards in Toronto. Yeah. And the Betty Mitchells in Calgary. Right. Today. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, all, all of the uh, mm-hmm. theater companies love to name their awards after um, ladies yeah. in the theater um, <laughs> that they've worked with. I think if we ever do awards, we're going to name them after Dorothy. Yeah. Our dog. The Dorothy. <laughs> the Dorothy's. I'm sure that there are theater awards called the Dorothy's already. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. But in any case, so the Sterling's happened this week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what did you think of some of the outcomes? Was there a favorite that won that you were looking for? Were there any big misses? Um, I'm really happy about Nadine Chu uh, in uh, Pretty Goblins. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought those performances were amazing. And I'm really happy about Cole Humany in Terry and the Dog as well. I thought he did a really amazing performance. And I was happy to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, that play. Yeah, those two, those two plays yeah. and those two performances were some 
um, even though they actually happened fairly uh, recently, like closer to the end of the season, yeah. um, it was uh, it was a real treat to see those amazing scripts and um, amazing uh, performances come out of that. Um, Colin Doyle also won for playwright for best new play I thought that was um, awesome. for Terry and the Dog, so mm-hmm. that was great. Even though I will point out um, <laughs> the outstanding new play award to playwright category was filled with women: yeah. um, Leanna McCook, Beth Graham, oh, yeah. Miyako Uchi, and Jan O'Connor, and Colin Doyle. And oh. Colin Doyle, <laughs> the guy, did win. Got it. Yeah, so that's true. I don't know. We won't. Hold, it's it's a good play. It's a good play, though. <laughs> but it was a good play. <laughs> Those metaphors were pretty amazing. Real good, real good. I mean, like, I was, it was well written. It was, yeah, you and 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 also, I mean, like the performances and the production too. I, mm-hmm. I feel that that one, that yeah. one did, and it won for best independent production as well. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I was a little bit. I felt like Pretty Goblins got a little bit robbed by Terry and the Dog. To yeah. be honest, mm. I think it's easier for audiences to um see a quiet play about um a drunker a drunk older man uh or an older male alcoholic uh than it is to see um kind of like a really searing uh painful show about um women and alcoholism and rape yeah um so, so i definitely that. <laughs> yeah like i feel like as a woman i definitely identified more with pretty goblins yeah mm-hmm. because it was about my me like it was about women you know mm-hmm. so it's interesting, the audience. Yeah. Um, other big winner of the night was Métis Mutt. Yeah. Um, Sheldon Elcher took home the uh, best um, or most outstanding performance by a featured actor or a lead actor. Awesome. And um, Métis Mutt also won the uh, the big one of the whole night uh, wow. as outstanding production. That's wonderful. So, um, and he wasn't there to accept his awards either. Oh, um, yeah? His wife, Christy Hansen, went and accepted them for him. Uh-huh. Um, so and she made a couple of great speeches. It was all being streamed on Facebook Live. So yeah. I watched it like in like really choppy terribly done uh, <laughs> live taping. Um, guys, work on that, please. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was kind of, it was really nice to see uh, that, you know, like, because, you know, most of the people in that room, they all knew, knew Christy, and they were just kind of, like, happy to see her up there yeah. talking about Sheldon, and then reading something that Sheldon wrote about her to say, like, thank you to my wife, and then, you know, uh, <laughs> so that was kind of cute. Awesome. Um, uh, uh took a lot of the musical stuff, best production of a musical, awesome. best director, which actually it was wow. the only musical in that category, oh, no, Hadestown was also in that category oh interesting that um, one over hadestown that's interesting for direction right yeah, yeah. Mm. um but i mean anyagin was anyagin was like a small brilliant gem of a musical hadestown was this yeah. big broadway thing mm-hmm. um that had i think a lot more moving parts um and i don't know the feat of anyagin the way that it was written and stuff i mean i guess you could compare them like really similarly the the yeah. the way that um their process went. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, and I, I was a little bit surprised that there were no performance nods for Anyagin, um, hmm. even in, even in the nominations at all. Oh, uh, cause I thought that they were, all, the four cast members were fantastic. Yeah. In they, were, they were really good. Um, what else happened? I mean, that was that, those are kind yeah. of the highlights, I guess. Jan Henderson, you said she. Made oh yeah, Jan Henderson got a, a lifetime achievement award. Yeah. Um, 
and made awesome. a really, really beautiful speech. Can you, do, yeah. you know Jen Henderson. Can I you do. just say a little bit about who she is? Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's an amazing clown teacher in town. Um, and she's been teaching for such a long time. And she does this incredible clown course. And she's going to start at one in July. And it's just life-changing. Uh, I have taken her neutral mask course. I've never taken her clown course but every actor that I know has basically taken this course and she's just got such an amazing open heart and she's just such an incredible teacher and she's just She's just influenced and taught so many people in this city. It's amazing. Yeah. And when and she she's was, a great performer, too. Yeah. And when yeah. she was accepting the award, she had this great part in her speech about how, like, the fools of the world, the clowns in this world, are the ones who really show us what it's like to live in a crazy time. And, and I mean, she, her speech was much more articulate than I'm actually, like, um, saying right now. But yeah. um, she, the fool, the clown, the artist, um, is the one who... Um, highlights humanity in like a in a wild and unjust world and I like it was just like very um, refreshing and kind of comforting to hear talk like that (laughs) so yeah so that was really nice Um, and that was the Sterlings I mean I you know I think that there's you know the Doris has like categories for dance and like actually like you know dance performer male and female and and yeah. the sterlings doesn't have um all of the things that i think it could yeah. um and you know i mean they do fringe awards as well i'm not sure how many of the regional theater awards do fringe um awards yeah. too um but it's you know kind of interesting um so yeah i think that maybe next year we might try and come up with some of our own categories i know that liz nichols had like a good piece where she said these were the things i thought got missed at the sterlings you should go to twelfthnight.ca and see some of them nice um of course liz nichols is our storied theater critic in town she knows a ton and yeah is is a genius yeah (laughs) um in any case well so the other thing that i wanted to um point to was um um in other Edmonton Arts News. Yeah. Because um, it, she came out with a, a second version of it right after the Sterling Awards was um, Sam Jeffrey has oh, been yeah. working on uh, this massive spreadsheet called <laughs> Yeg Theater Stats. Yeah. Um, if you Google it on Facebook, Yeg Theater Stats, you can find this spreadsheet. And what she's doing is she's collecting statistics on um, directors, designers, um, actors, playwrights, um, and all of the companies in Edmonton, all of the productions. And she's like just, um, cross-referencing them for gender, um, male, female, and non-binary characters or, um, people. And, um, I think it's really interesting just to kind of like see it all laid out. It's all just like straight matter of fact. There's no commentary really. It's Mm. just the numbers. Yeah. Um, And so um, I think we're going to try and talk to Sam Jeffrey a little later on in the summer for one of our special episodes. Awesome. Um, But you've seen this spreadsheet. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I I can't remember the numbers exactly, but I just Mm. remember being quite like shocked and, and grateful to actually see something concrete, having concrete evidence yeah, uh, for things that you suspect <laughs> isn't a wonderful gift. So thank you, Sam <laughs> Jeffries. <laughs> well, it's kind of neat to see just like, you know, as soon as you just like have something in front of your face, it's like, oh, yes, yeah. that's a problem. That's been a problem. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, there's always been an underrepresentation in, yeah. and not just in Edmonton theater and all theater. Yeah. And actually in most industries yeah. of, um, you know, like professional women um, filling yeah. filling roles to the um same quota that men are. Yep. Um, and, and now I think also, um, 
counting non-binary as well to make sure that you know Mm, it's not just actually about male and female it's about like like wide and broad representation yes um so you know there there will probably be um some uh imitators i think maybe that might start doing their own kind of stats too based on like um other diversity representation Mm -hmm. i'd like to see that um yeah so uh, so that's um that's kind of like a new development one of the other things that happened at the sterlings was there was a uh acknowledgement about the big me too movement oh yeah and um how it's really even in edmonton very much changed the way that things are happening. Mm. We've had some of these um, sessions at the Citadel, these like sort of community reclaimings. Um, There was some stuff that went down at Rapid Fire Theater. Um, You can read about it all in the news and Google all of these things. (laughs) Um, And, uh, and we, on the podcast, we've been kind of struggling figuring out how to talk about some of it Um, because everyone is still super involved and, I mean, we have jobs <laughs> to keep <laughs> things like that, exactly. um, and friends, and like, yeah, it's it it is a really hard thing. But at yeah. the Sterlings, they had um, four female performers come out. Um, uh, they talked. To, there was a bit of a speech about Me Too, and then they and then they sang um, uh, Leonard Cohen's song um, "Come Healing." Huh. So that was kind of cool. That's pretty awesome. There's a lot of amazing circles happening in the theater community, like community circles and. I've been to a couple with just like all women. It's mm-hmm. just the most amazing feeling to to be around women that have worked in your community and to see them all there in one mm-hmm. space and to just feel the pain and like the release that's yeah. happening. And, and also the more mature women yeah. in the in the community too. Yeah. I'm helping lift up and be an open ways for um all women in the industry to be able to talk about yeah. things. Um and it, men are starting to do it too actually. Like mm-hmm. the seasons are changing there. I'm seeing a lot of trend in female ensemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows coming up next season, like just watch for it. I think that we're gonna see a shift. I hope we see a shift in those statistics. It's it feels like it. Yeah, yeah. It I feels it feels like it. I mean, we're. I feel it feels like it's further than it was two years ago. Yes, but it's still like it's not far we still enough. needed to have that spreadsheet actually. You know. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad it's there. <laughs> like, and yeah. There's a lot of work to do still. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Well, it is summertime. There's not too too much happening on stages right now. I mean, yeah. it's like major festival season, so there's all sorts of things going on to distract you um (laughs) but if you want to sit down and watch a show somewhere uh we got some listings for you okay okay so we have free will shakespeare festival hamlet and comedy of errors that's running uh until july 15th in horlack park uh the feast fest (laughs) the feats festival of dance um runs until july 7th uh that also includes the dream parade which we've briefly talked about before that's mile zero dances take on pina bausch original idea of like a public procession of dance um so that's kind of cool you can check that um it's uh check feats festival dance happening till july 7th awesome uh there's found festival that's going on right now that's theater in found spaces around edmonton it runs from july 5th to 8th throughout old strathcona uh, Opera Nuova has a festival, which I just heard about now, um, and it's ending on June 30th, so you've only got a couple more days to see it, um, but it is a festival of opera and musical theater happening uh, mostly out at Festival Place in Sherwood Park. And we have uh, Teatro La Quindicina, The Importance of Being Earnest, Oscar Wilde's best-known play, July 12th through 28th at the Varscona Theater. Cool. 
Um, well, that was a good one. Yeah. Thanks so much, Laura, Thank for you. joining us again and uh, awesome. taking on after after Paul had a crazy week at Improvaganza. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't believe I had to do a synopsis of Hamlet. Sorry. <laughs> what so, is this, high school I'm English? I'm so sure. Go watch The Lion King. <laughs> it's the same thing. Okay, everyone, go awesome. see some shows. Bye. Bye. I Don't Get It is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or check us out on albertapodcastnetwork.com or the CKUA radio app. I Don't Get It is recorded on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta in the Edmonton Community Foundation's podcast studio. Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli and you can find more of Ghibli's music by going to ghibli.bandcamp.com. I Don't Get It is produced by Andrew Paul, Fonda Mithrush, and Paul Blinov. Sit here, thank you.